Hey everyone, and welcome to the New Visionary Podcast, a podcast for artists who are ready to reach greater heights in their art careers. I'm your host, Victoria J. Fry, founder of Visionary Art Collective and New Visionary Magazine. Join me for inspiring conversations with some of the most inspirational visionaries in today's art world. Let's jump in. Hi, gorgeous, and welcome back. I felt really inspired to record another episode today with some really powerful guided journal prompts to help you visualize and manifest your desires and intentions coming to fruition as we approach the new year. And honestly, these questions, I think, are important to reflect upon regardless of the time of year, but I do feel it's especially powerful to do this at the end of the year. So in the VAC book club, which is soon going to evolve into a larger community that I'll be launching in 2024, stay tuned, details to come, we recently read Art Slash Work by Heather Darcy Bandari and Jonathan Melber, and it's a book that is filled with so much practical advice for artists who are building their professional careers. But what I loved most actually about this book were the journal prompts woven in, especially in the first chapter. So I shared these journal prompts during our most recent book club session, and they served as really beautiful conversation starters. They led to a very powerful um, and meaningful conversation and discussion that we had in the book club. And so I had this idea to share some of these questions with you on the podcast And for this episode, I would encourage you to grab a journal or a notebook and reflect on these journal prompts as we go. So I shared in one of my recent solo episodes that I really believe in order to gain clarity and in order to set goals that feel really aligned to us, you've got to start with carving out time for self-reflection. The way that I see it is self-reflection leads you to a deeper sense of clarity. And once you have that clarity, you can then, and really only then, set goals that feel really intentional, really aligned, you know, and that you feel excited about. So I hope that these journal prompts are helpful for you today. We're going to dive in and again, just having a notebook for this will be helpful. So the first part of the book, the first chapter is called Groundwork, and it's all about getting clear on your core beliefs and values and how those values and beliefs sort of inform all that you're doing as a creative, as an artist. So the three topics that were sort of covered in this chapter are purpose, motivation, and goals, and how those tie together. The first part of goal setting, I suppose, that I want to lead you through is centered on values. What I want you to do is name your values. What principles guide your decision making? What do you consider critical to being a good person or leading a commendable life? And what do you stand for? These are big questions. And also, these are questions that I pulled directly from the book. So, Examples would be authenticity, boldness, consistency, creativity, empathy, equality, flexibility, generosity, independence, resilience, 
these are values that might resonate with you. And what I would love for you to do is to write down five values that you care most about, which is challenging because I'm sure there are so many. But if you had to narrow it down to five core values, what would those values be? Take a moment to jot that down. And also, as we move through the journal prompts, feel free to pause the podcast to take time uh, to reflect. It might take you a few minutes for each question. So whatever works best for you as we go, but I think pausing and reflecting will probably be the best way to move through this exercise. Now in the book, community is also covered And community is a topic that is so important, especially for artists, because the nature of making your work is usually to be alone, right? So we spoke about this at length in my recent podcast episode with Beth Pickens, the power of community, the power of being in community with fellow artists and fellow creatives. So one of the questions that I have for you is, what's one thing that you've done this year to strengthen your community, either online or in person. Now, I always advocate for being part of an in-person community and an online community of artists. So what is one thing that you've done to strengthen your sense of community? And if you're currently not part of a community or you're feeling really disconnected from other creatives, how could you further strengthen your community in 2024? All right. We are also going to talk about goals. And this is kind of a nice follow-up from my recent goal setting episode, because I'm going to dive a little bit further into goal setting with you now. And an excerpt that I pulled from the book is, your goals taken together are what you have to do in order to achieve your purpose to carry out your motivation. So one thing that is emphasized in this part of the book is setting SMART goals. And SMART is an acronym. It stands for Specific, Measurable, Attainable, Relevant, and Time-bound. So let's go through each of these. Setting a goal that is specific means, well, it's pretty self-explanatory, right? It's setting a goal that is very clear. It's specific to where you are at now in your art practice, in your career, in your life, and you are being as specific as possible when you write down that goal. Setting a goal that is measurable means that you can actively track your progress. You have some system in place for sort of like monitoring, tracking your progress um, to make sure you're on track to meeting this goal. So for example, if you are an artist who has a goal of releasing a new collection of 20 paintings next year, what benchmarks can you put in place to meet that goal? If you are an artist who wants to earn 50K next year or 100K from selling your art, then what strategies do you have in place for selling your work that will help you to reach that uh, sales goal, that financial goal? Attainable means you are setting goals that are within the realm of possibility, right? They're manageable, they're attainable. One thing that really helps me is to look back at the year before and kind of use that as a basis for setting goals for the next year to make sure that my goals are manageable and attainable and are within that realm of possibility. 
relevant, setting goals that are relevant, you know, as I mentioned to like where you're at now in your career as an artist and time bound. So open-ended goals can be a little bit tricky and harder to track. I think that any goal you set, having a time, a clear time frame in place is going to benefit you. Now this prompt I really love and this sparked a beautiful conversation in our book club this past week. Imagine a five-year reunion with everyone you know today. Okay, so imagining yourself, envisioning yourself in five years. Oh my goodness, that's 2028. How crazy is that? November of 2028. So you're at this five-year reunion with everyone you know. Where do you live? Where do you work? What kind of art do you make? Where do you show it? And who is your audience? So take a moment to jot that down. And now I have some specific goals for you for selling and showing your work, also pulled directly from the book. And when it comes to selling your work, one thing that was really emphasized in this book that I also really advocate for is diversifying your income streams. I think that as an artist, It's really important that you have multiple income streams, especially if you are seeking to either be a full-time artist where you are relying on um, your art sales to kind of sustain you financially, uh, or if you're looking to just have a a part-time income from selling your work, either way, having multiple income streams is going to be of benefit. So the first question I have related to selling your work is what goals do you have for funding your art practice next year? If you plan to sell more art, what specific sales goals and strategies do you have to do that? So if you're an artist who releases collections throughout the year or runs studio sales throughout the year, you know, how many studio sales do you plan to run next year? Perhaps it's one per quarter. Perhaps you have two original studio sales where you're selling originals and two print sales where you are selling prints of your work. So that's one method is selling your work through these collection releases where you open and close your shop periodically. Uh, But there's also the drip method, which Penny Lane Shen talks about from Dazed and Confucius. And the drip method is where you sort of sell artwork, you kind of like drip it out throughout the year. So you might make a painting or create an artwork. And then once it's complete, you upload it to your shop and you share it with your audience. You highlight it in your newsletter. I think that if you're an artist who really wants to maximize your sales, releasing collections throughout the year and running those studio sales, maybe three, four, possibly five throughout the year, while also uh, following the drip method and sort of releasing individual works um, upon completion. I think that combination can be really helpful. But either way, it's important to have a plan in place at the start of the year when it comes to sales. You also might consider selling your work through art fairs or exhibitions. Um, There's so many ways that you can sell. But usually what I do when I'm working with artists who plan to sell more work is at the very beginning of the year, or sometimes we even do this at the end of the year, is just create a Google Doc with 
every month of the year listed out and plug in the months that you plan to either release new collections of work, participate in art fairs, um, if there are any exhibitions that you know you're going to participate in, you know, get that in there as well. And I think this is going to help you kind of visualize how you can sell your work, but also what months you might focus a little bit more on sales and what months you might focus a little bit more on creating the work. Sergio Gomez refers to this as the push-pull balance. So, you know, it can sometimes be challenging to sell our work all the time. Uh, Not always, not always, but um, especially if you're an artist who's selling directly through your website, you know, getting that clarity ahead of time and really pinning down when you plan to open your shop, how long you're going to have it open, all that good stuff is helpful. So then also reflecting on your current revenue streams. Do you have originals available, prints? Are you open to commissions? Do you do murals? There are so many artists I know that are involved in painting murals and part of public uh, mural projects as an income stream and really love it. There's also a lot of artists I know that teach Um, whether they teach their own workshops for fellow artists. I'm thinking of of Amanda Hawkins, who teaches wonderful workshops for artists. If you haven't uh, looked into Amanda Hawkins' workshops, just as a side note, definitely do. She's incredible. Uh, And then also thinking about grants. Grants are really amazing for Artists who are looking to secure funding for specific projects they have. So if you are an artist that has a project in mind that you're really excited about and that you want to bring to life next year um, and you're looking to secure funding through a grant, write down the specific project that you have in mind and as many details about it as possible and how much money you are looking to secure to bring this project to fruition. So those are some journal prompts and just some things I that I would love for you to think about if you are an artist looking to increase sales. Now, when it comes to showing your work, there are some really great journal prompts I'm going to read to you now from the book. Who are your current and ideal audiences? Okay, so thinking about like who is your ideal audience for your work? And be as specific as possible. Where do they live? What are their their careers, right? Where will they find you? Where will you connect with them? What is it about your work that they resonate with? What is it about your art that they really appreciate and feel connected to and drawn to? I think that if you can start to identify who you are attracting, it does help to connect with those collectors, right? Because the first step to connecting with collectors is identifying who your collectors might be. You might not always know this right away, especially if you are brand new to showing your work and selling it, but just start to visualize like, who's your ideal client? Who's your ideal collector? And what are some qualities that they possess? What is it about your work that they feel uh, really aligned with? And another question is, where have you exhibited your work in the past? So an exercise that I really love to do with artists in my group program or in the book club or that I'm working with in my one-on-one program is to take a few moments to think about an exhibition that you've participated in where you had a really positive experience. 
So perhaps this was an exhibition at a local gallery. Maybe you showed your work online. Maybe it was at a local cafe or, you know, a restaurant or an art center, right? Wherever it was. What about that experience was powerful for you? Um, What was your key takeaway? Was it chatting with people about your work? Was it seeing people's reactions to your art and hearing how your art, you know, impacted them or moved them in some way? Was it making a sale? You know, that's also really exciting when you participate in a gallery show or any kind of exhibition and the work gets sold. It's a big confidence boost and it's it's a really beautiful thing, but it's not always the most valuable thing. I always feel that the most valuable thing is having an experience where people are looking at your work and they're feeling really moved by it and they're sharing uh, that experience with you while you are there and you're sort of both in front of your work together. I think that's always such a beautiful moment. And the last question I have related to showing your work is jot down one place you'd love to exhibit your art that is within the realm of possibility for 2024. I say that, but I truly think that anything is possible. So uh, just write down a place that you would love to show your work at next year. The last thing I want you to think about as we start to wrap up this episode is what opportunities are you manifesting for 2024? And that's a little bit more of a broad question, uh, a little bit more open-ended, but just jot down whatever comes into your mind. What opportunities are you manifesting for 2024? For your art career, for your creative practice, uh, perhaps it's to participate in a residency, maybe it is to have the opportunity to show your work at a really high-end gallery. Maybe it's it's having the opportunity to just get your work in front of more people, right? And increase visibility for your art. Maybe it's having the opportunity to share your work with a different kind of audience. But whatever opportunities are coming into your mind, jot them down. All right. I Again, I hope this was helpful. I hope this was valuable for you. And um, again, many of these questions, if not all of them, I think actually all of them were pulled directly from the book Art Slash Work by Heather Darcy Bendari and Jonathan Melber. Highly recommend this book just to have uh, in your studio. It's a great tool, great resource. And um, with that said, thank you for tuning in as always, and I'll see you next time. Thank you for tuning in and supporting our platform. To learn more about New Visionary Magazine, head over to visionaryartcollective.com magazine. You can order individual copies on Amazon or subscribe annually to digital issues. We also have opportunities to get featured in the magazine, so be sure to join our newsletter and follow us on Instagram. If you enjoyed this episode, please feel free to leave a review on iTunes or tag us on Instagram. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time.